You are tuned in to episode number two of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Network. And tonight, we'll preview this upcoming series against the Cleveland Guardians. And for the guy on the bump tonight for Kansas City, Brady Singer, is he fixable or is he a lost cause at this point? And lastly, looking ahead to this offseason, what free agents could be affordable for the Kansas City Royals? All of that coming up next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the boys in blue are back at the K tonight. They will welcome for the first time this season the Cleveland Guardians, who are three games under 500 coming in. This is Terry Francona's squad and a squad that is coming off an AL Central title last season. So where are they at today? Where are they at in 2023? Is that pitching staff still intact? How is the offense doing? What about the Stars? Jose Ramirez, and all the, the young nucleus they have in Cleveland. What can you expect from this Guardians team coming into Kansas City? Well, as I can tell you tonight, here is how the lineup shows for Terry Francona's Cleveland Guardians. Leading off in left field, it'll be Stephen Kwan. Batting second and playing shortstop, it'll be Ahmed Rosario. Batting third, it'll be their superstar, Jose Ramirez. Batting fourth and playing first base, it'll be Josh Naylor. Batting fifth, the designated hitter, it'll be Josh Bell. Batting sixth and playing second base, it'll be Andres Jimenez. Batting seventh, it'll be the former Kansas State Wildcat, Will Brennan. He'll be out in right field. Batting eighth, it'll be Miles Straw in center field. And batting ninth, it'll be Bo Naylor, the brother of Josh Naylor, rounding out the lineup and doing the catching. And on the bump, It'll be Gavin Williams, who has a 6.35 ERA, has only five and two-thirds innings under his belt at the major league level. Looking into game one of this series, uh, of course, anything can really happen in baseball, as we are fully aware of at this point. But if you're the Royals and you're 22 and 56, the record's a stink. Nobody can deny how bad the record has been. Right, The record has been abysmal for this Royals team. But sometimes in a series like this, it could be the perfect opportunity to build on a little bit of something. And that really feeds into segment number two tonight, which will be Brady Singer. This is a Cleveland offense that doesn't have much star power anymore. It's not as frightening as it used to be. When you had a loaded lineup, two through six. Now, last year, I did love that Cleveland team. They were young. They had flair to them. Their rotation was dominant, but injuries have piled up. And some guys just aren't performing as well as maybe Cleveland fans expected them to. Now, before I run through the Royals lineup, I want to give a, a quick shout out to you, the fans who are now tuning into episode two. And thank you for making Locked On Royals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, for the Kansas City Royals, what they look like tonight, how they're shaking out the lineup. Fun fact about tonight's lineup, Nicky Lopez is the oldest guy in there 
at 28 years old and 106 days. That is an incredibly young lineup. And you get some reinforcements in the outfield tonight in Kyle Isbell. So Nick Prada will be leading off tonight playing first base. Bobby Witt Jr. batting second playing shortstop. It'll be MJ Melendez making his first career start in left field. He'll be hitting third in the cleanup spot. The guy we talked about last night, maybe a dark horse candidate for rookie of the year. It'll be Michael Garcia at third base. Batting fifth coming off the injured list will be Kyle Isbell. He'll be in center field, which will push Drew Waters to right field. Batting sixth, it'll be Edward Olivares. He's DHing. Waters, as we just mentioned, he'll be in right field. Nicky Lopez, the oldest guy in the lineup, he'll be batting eighth and playing second base. And Freddie Fermin, though basically a rookie, he's the second oldest guy in the lineup. By about 80 to 100 days, he's rounding it out and hitting ninth. Now back to this Cleveland lineup. Why this is the perfect opportunity for a team that hasn't pitched well to build on something a little bit. You had a great start from Daniel Lynch on Sunday against Tampa Bay. A serviceable start from Jordan Lyles on Saturday. And you got great innings from Austin Cox last Thursday in game one of that series. But the guy I'm going to be focusing on tonight is Brady Singer. And I promise we will get into that here coming up in about five minutes or so. But pitching is going to be key. No matter what year it is, no matter what the record is of Cleveland, they always seem to find a way to pump out talent, to pump out pitchers. Now, Gavin Williams, 23-year-old, young arm for Cleveland, don't pay attention to the to the ERA, don't pay attention to the record. He's had one start. It was against Oakland. He gave up four runs and one out shy of six innings. Eh, not good, not great, not terrible. And so tonight, with this being the Royals' first opportunity to see him, of course, it's going to be capitalizing early. Uh, of course, you want to get on a young pitcher early. You give Brady Singer some insurance, right? That's got to be step one tonight. And the Royals have been a sluggish team in the first couple innings. Now, a lot of that comes down to having a lot of mixing, matching in the lineup. Nick Prado's let off. Bobby Witt Jr.'s let off. Vinny Pasquantino was once in that lineup batting second. Michael Garcia has led off. It's a lot of different guys in different spots. But Nick Prado has been your leadoff hitter for about the last month. So now there needs to be some rhythm settling in here. Now, I do love the construction of the Royals lineup here. I like Prado at the leadoff spot. I would like Michael Garcia there just a little bit better. Now, he's a guy that's no slouch at taking pitches, working the count. I think where... I have a tough time uh, getting on board with this, this spot is MJ Melendez batting third. I think there needs to be some pressure taken off the kid. If I'm being quite honest with you, I'm not sure throwing him in maybe the most important spot in your lineup is the best advantage moving forward. But again, I'm not the manager. I don't have the lineup card. Now, Salvador Perez out of the lineup tonight. He just had a procedure on his eye. Uh, to give him better visibility. The guy just seemingly is always seem having those, those surgeries, getting banged up. I mean, he's just a bruiser. He really is a gladiator, if you will. And it's why he's got a C on his chest. But Matt Quattrero did say he's available to pinch it tonight, but they are going to put Freddie Fermin behind the plate. So a young lineup, a really young lineup. We'll see what Kyle Isbell looks like. Sure, the defense will be fine out there in center field. And maybe this is the way the outfield's going to look for the next couple weeks. 
You bumped Drew Waters to right field or left field. Good defense there. And Kyle Isbell, who was fantastic defensively in center field, he moves back to that spot. Now, it's a question mark for the third outfield spot. You've tried MJ Melendez there. You've tried Edward Olivares there. You've tried Nick Prado from time to time. You may get great two defensive outfielders out there. But there's going to be a liability out there. And tonight, I have mixed reviews on MJ Melendez being out there in left field. Because of how comfortable he had started to look in right field, just from eye tests. I know the advanced metrics aren't going to show you much with MJ Melendez performing well defensively in right field. This is quite an adjustment, though. But maybe it's Brady Singer trying to get those left-handed hitters to pull the ball on the ground. And maybe using that slider to his advantage, his advantage excuse me, on the bottom half corner for right-handed hitters. Get them to poke it out there to right field. Maybe that's the goal tonight. Sort of hide MJ Melendez out there in the outfield. That needs to be step one. That needs to be the goal for Brady Singer on the bump. But again, a fun three-game series. It's crazy to think that this is the first time the Royals and Guardians have met this season. They met on opening day last year, and now we sit here, and the Royals are 78 games in before seeing this division rival. Nearly halfway into the season, I know that the new schedule has changed things up, but 78 games in and still hadn't seen Cleveland. Man, it'll be a, a, an interesting matchup tonight, also on Wednesday and on Thursday. Before we hit our quick little break here, pitching matchup for tomorrow. The Royals have not announced a starter. Could be Austin Cox, could be another opener, but the Guardians are going to go with Logan Allen, who is 3-2 and two with a 3.68 ERA. And then on Thursday afternoon, a little sun or day baseball, you will have Shane Bieber, the Cleveland ace, going up against Zach Granke, who is 1-8 with a 5-3-1 ERA. Coming up next, do not go anywhere because we're going to dive into the man of the hour, the guy on the bump tonight. That will be Brady Singer. Can the Royals fix this? Is this a lost cause? We're going to get into all that next right here on Locked on Royals. You are tuned into Locked on Royals, our second episode in as many days. And be sure to follow us on YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and odyssey you can't get enough royals i'm your guy you want to go to for that you can always follow me on twitter at johnny j underscore 15 again that's at j-o-h-n-j underscore one five before we go any further into our show tonight let's give a shout out to today's sponsor in ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Now, we teased a little bit of Brady Singer in the first part of our show. Is the guy fixable? We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to find a way in which we can tell you everything's fine, everything's going to plan, because it isn't. Uh, This is just another year under the belt for Brady Singer, and surprisingly coming off the year in which he had last year, leading the Royals in wins, having a very serviceable ERA, seemingly finding a three-pitch mix with that two-seam fastball that has some sink, has the slider, and even from time to time, utilize that changeup. And that's going to be a big part of this segment. The inability to trust that third pitch. Now, going into tonight, Brady Singer's ERA is north of 6.3. I don't think anybody is going to deny the, the physical traits here. By all accounts, Brady Singer has the build, and when he's on the stuff, to be a number one or number two in the rotation. But if you've ever followed me on Twitter before, and as I said, follow me right below at Jack Johnson, or excuse me, at Johnny J underscore 15. Jack Johnson is my name, the new host of Locked On Royals. But you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Johnny J underscore 15. You followed me on Twitter before. I've been vocal about the fact that a third pitch is necessary for a big league starter. Now, I have gone back and forth from time to time, and more so with bullpen guys. Right Last year, when Cal Eldred was the pitching coach for the Kansas City Royals, I debated if a bullpen guy with four pitches was more effective than a guy that maybe had two really good pitches. And then when I came to my senses and I said, huh, it makes a lot of sense, you have one or two really good pitches. Well, if you're a bullpen guy, you're a setup guy, you're a closer, you're bridging the gap in the sixth and the seventh, If you have a really good sinker and a really good changeup or a really good cutter and a really good slider, you're seeing maybe three or four guys in an inning. You're not going through the lineup two or three times. If you're a back-end guy, you may only need two pitches. A guy that everybody idolizes and misses in the Royals' bullpen, actually three guys. An HDH. Every Royals fan knows what I'm talking about. Kelvin Herrera. Wade Davis, Greg Holland. The three of those guys thrived on two big pitches. For Kelvin Herrera, it was the triple-digit fastball, and he had the wipeout slider. For Wade Davis, he had the wipeout cutter and a fastball to go along with it. And then Greg Holland had the fastball when he was younger, could sit anywhere from 97 to 99, and then he had the devastating split. And that splitter was his strikeout pitch. So for a bullpen guy, it makes a ton of sense. You use two pitches. They're both really good. And you can go to that in an 0-2 count, a 1-2 count, 2-2 count, full count. You can trust your stuff there. Having a bullpen guy, a back-end guy with four pitches, not one of those pitches is going to be exceptionally better than the other. Then you have two subpar pitches, and you're getting hit, hit around a bit. Now, that's the problem with having too many pitches as the bullpen guy. But as a starter you do have to have more than two. You have to have at minimum three. And the problem with Brady Singer this year, and in years past, and hell, let's just go whenever Brady Singer has struggled, he's not trusting the changeup that they're trying to give him and develop. You want to know a success story for the Royals? And it was early on, all the way back in April. And it was Chris Bubich. 
Chris Bubich at this point in time was on the outside looking in for the rotation. Then Daniel Lynch ended up on the 10-day IL. It opened up a spot in the rotation. And Chris Bubich for the Royals in April was that team's best starter until he got the injury, the Tommy John, out for the year. But he was working on a slider. And he was using that slider because it's having that, that coachable aspect to him. He felt like, hey, things weren't working for me. I got to try something else. I have to find a way to fix what I've been doing wrong. So I'm going to listen to my coaches, to my pitching staff, to my teammates. I'm going to try this out. And it worked well for him. But we just unfortunately couldn't see him long enough in the season. Uh, Brady Singer is a little bit of a different story. And I've been down in the Royals clubhouse. I've gotten audio for them before. My place of work, Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I remember vividly last year, an interview that Brady Singer had. And he said, well, I don't need a third pitch if my first two aren't working. I think when you listen to that, you go, that makes sense, right? You don't have pitch number one. You don't have pitch number two. Why the hell would I throw pitch number three? But that third pitch, when you're going through the order a second time, a third time around, it gives the hitter just something else to think about. It's it's hitters 101. If I only got to sit on two pitches, well, how do these two pitches move? All right, well, if I'm a right-handed hitter and Brady Singer is throwing me his two-seam sink, well, I'm expecting every pitch to run toward my belt or toward my back foot. It's going to dive in toward me. Then I know his slider is going to dive away from me. And it was very much on display in Motown last week when the Royals had a rubber match with the Detroit Tigers. It was very evident the Detroit Tigers had a game plan. And that was, if you get down in the count, it's 1-2, it's 0-2, you know that slider's coming. You know that slider's going to be on the bottom half of the plate, low and away. So lean out over. He's not going to be coming in with the two-seam fastball. And if he does, he's probably going to miss his spot by a mile. So you have Javier Baez going out and reaching. You have even the younger hitters in that lineup going out and reaching. Miguel Cabrera's going out and reaching. It was just so obvious. It was almost like tipping pitches. But we know that's not the case. We know in this case, it's only having two pitches. And when you do have a slider as a right-handed hitter, if you're facing a righty, what do you want that slider to do? Dive away from the hitter. But right now, Brady Singer doesn't have enough snap, and he's not setting up the pitch well enough. And there's not enough velocity on the two-seam anymore where you can find uh, that rhythm to settle into a rhythm. He could go through the first inning tonight, one, two, three, strike out the side. But when you think about it, then the third and the fourth inning rolls around. You're only using two pitches. It's not going to work. There's not going to be a way that this works. So to answer my own question, is Brady Singer fixable? Can he be fixed? I think a lot of Royals fans may have already given up on him. He's a college arm. He's regressed in the coming off year, which was his best year. Not getting any younger. 26, 27, before you know it, 28 and nearing 30. You can't be having years like this. Not when you debuted in 2020. It's just something you you can't really hang on to. So, Royals fans may not want to hear this. Maybe you do. 
Brady Singer can't be fixed if he never trusts the third pitch. If he wants to stick to two pitches, well then, let's go back to the first thing I said to open this segment. The bullpen guy. Bullpen guys can have two really good pitches. And if Brady Singer never wants to develop a third pitch, well, I hate to tell you, maybe the future's in the bullpen. But can the Royals afford that? A guy who was supposed to be the race, now he's throwing in the bullpen. And if it doesn't work, what do you do at that point? Maybe the mentality's not there anymore. You're hoping you can get back on track, but there hasn't been any consistency consistency this year for Brady Singer. It's been tough. It has been quite a rough stretch, rough year. That's why I need to say rough year for Brady Singer. He's not fixable if he's not willing to fix himself. If you don't want to add that third pitch, the future's in the bullpen. You add that third pitch, and in a year like this where you're 34 games below 500, you trust your stuff. Just see if that changeup can work. That's what I'm looking for tonight when he faces off against the Cleveland Guardians for the first time this season back at Kauffman Stadium, first pitch at 7.10 p.m. Central Time. All right. I know it's been a tough year, and there's not a lot of positivity to go around. But you know what's always fun to do? Looking ahead to the offseason, and if the Royals will really spend, John Sherman, the owner of the Royals, is going to speak to the media on Thursday morning. We'll dive into that in our Friday episode. Might even actually put it in our Thursday episode. But a part of being a good owner, a part of being a good general manager slash president of baseball operations, it's spending when it's the right time. But we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. What free agents can really be a target for the Kansas City Royals? I'll tell you who. Coming up next on Locked On Royals. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Royals right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've previewed this series against the Cleveland Guardians. We've asked the question, can Brady Singer be fixed? And now, a little bit of fun here to close out the show. What free agents can really be available to the Royals? Because I know a lot of fans out there right now want to know, when's the next big free agent going to be here? What's the pitch? How do you bring a guy here? They're not going to be, of course, in, in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. Maybe we'll have a fun show with that down the road and what that would actually take. But let's be honest here. The Royals need to invest in a lot of guys. You got to pick a couple of guys here and there and say, here's who's going to be on the roster in 2024. And now we're going to go out and try to assemble a competent team. And the beauty of it and why I enjoy continuing to watch is I know the state of the American League Central right now. The American League Central is a disaster. The Minnesota Twins are in first place at 40 and 40. They would be in last place in the American League East. It's a disaster. So you ask yourself, what really needs to happen? What needs to happen for the Royals to just be in contention? The Detroit Tigers right now are within striking distance of first place. They've got a bottom three offense, bottom three in OPS, bottom three in home runs. It's a team that doesn't have any pop. They don't get on base. It's not a good offense, but they're within striking distance because of how bad the American League Central is. Cleveland tonight might be a sleeper pick if you want to throw some money down on them to win the AL Central. But then again, they have no offense. So who do you invest in? How do you approach this offseason if you're John Sherman and you're J.J. Piccolo? Okay, well, first things first, I got to assemble a rotation. I got to go out there and find 
a couple of guys I can plug in as the number one and number two guys. Newsflash, it ain't going to work anymore with Zach Greinke and Jordan Lyles as your free agent signings. It's not. We've seen what happened with Jordan Lyles, and Zach Greinke is unfortunately ending the tail end of his career. And if I was to make a bet, I think this is the last year for Zach Greinke. So you're going to need to replace about three guys in this rotation. So who do I really like? Now, I'm not saying this is everybody here. This is I'm go after every single guy. These are options. And basically what their market value is, you know, what you could get them for per year. The first guy I've always wanted in Kansas City. He's a guy that throws strikes. He's got good command. And he's pitched very well for the Texas Rangers. That is Martin Perez. I don't care that Martin Perez is over 32. You sign Zach Granke to an $8.5 million deal, and he's nearing 40. So Martin Perez, seven years younger, is absolutely worth the investment. And Martin Perez, his market value, about $18 million. Two years, $36 million, like... Find some money to make that happen. That, to me, could be your number one on the staff. A guy that you give a two-year deal to. He's not 25, not 26, not going to cost the house. But he's consistent. You know every fifth day what you're getting from Martin Perez. That is something I want in this rotation for the Kansas City Royals. The second guy on my list that spent a lot of time facing the Royals. And the Royals actually knocked him around earlier this year when the Orioles came to Kansas City. But outside of that, he's been damn good for the O's. And that's Kyle Gibson, the former Minnesota Twin. The stuff is not electric. He's got one really good pitch, but a variety of others. It's that sweeping slider that he's really developed in Baltimore again. He's a guy that can get you the innings. Like I said, with Martin Perez... Every fifth day, I know what I'm getting from Kyle Gibson. There's not going to be many times Kyle Gibson implodes in the third inning and he's given up eight runs. That's a Zach Greinke start. That's a Jordan Lyle start. Kyle Gibson can give up two or three in the first and second. He'll try to get you through five or six. I can live with that. It's a quality start. And right now, the market price for a guy like a guy like Kyle Gibson, excuse me, trying to go through uh, my notes here. And finding Kyle Gibson. I believe the last time I checked, it was around 14 million. So it is spending maybe more than you'd want to for Kyle Gibson, but I want consistency. I think it makes a lot of sense to go after that consistency. You don't need to take a flyer on a Sean Manaya. You don't need to take a flyer on an Alex Wood or a Mike Clevenger. Another guy that I think would make a lot of sense, and he's got a player option, another Texas Ranger. How about Andrew Heaney? Andrew Heaney, if you remember that start that he had against the Royals in Texas and struck out nine in a row, came close to setting the major league record. The stuff's there. He's battled injuries in the past, but I think if that player option, if he opts out of it, you could have another guy that you go after there. So pitching to me, that's the big thing. And no, there's no Shohei Otani talk. There's no big name free agent I would really you know, throw all my chips on, but these are all guys I think that are worth talking to. I don't want to see a one-year, $2.5 million deal to plug into my number one in the rotation. You want to make a trade, you make a trade. That's a discussion for another show. But to me, you got to start talking to some of these guys in the offseason. If you really want the investment in the downtown stadium, got to invest in the team a little bit. 
And I think you got to start with the rotation. I think you can piece together a bullpen. You don't need to overspend for a bullpen. Look around at some good teams right now. The Cincinnati Reds, yeah, they've got a very cheap bullpen. The Baltimore Orioles, cheap bullpen. You don't need to heavily invest in a bullpen. You can find failed starters, turn them into studs in the bullpen. Rotation, different story. Look at what Texas has done, which is why I had two of those guys listed. They invested in pitching. Jacob DeGrom's out for the year. It still hasn't mattered for them because they spent money to get guys that could give them innings. It's been a long time since the Royals have had a 200-inning guy. I think there's maybe a few in this offseason class. I'd like to see some investment, a two- to three-year deal. Those three pitchers I just mentioned, I think they're all worth talking to. And when this offseason rolls around, we'll have plenty of shows dedicated to which guys it should look into. But right now, those are the three guys that come to mind for me. I'd love a Kyle Gibson. I'd love a Martin Perez. And if Andrew Heaney hops out, maybe I'd go for Andrew Heaney, depending on that price. You don't need to put all your chips in for a team that might lose over 100 games, but look at your spot in the American League Central. Right? Look at where you are. It just feels like, to me, this is a team that you add a couple pieces here and there. You're having a fun summer. Maybe you're five games out of first place by the All-Star break, not 17. All those things to factor in. And I'm sure once the offseason gets closer, there will be some names that pop up. But right now, those are the three guys that I like. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, we are going to recap what happens tonight between the Royals and the Guardians. I'll give you some thriving minor league players. It was one of my good friends, Preston Farr. He's a great job on Twitter breaking down a lot of those guys. And we might look ahead into the Major League Baseball draft. Which guy do I want? Which guy's being mocked to the Royals? We'll dive into all that tomorrow night on Locked on Royals. So that'll do it for today. Be sure to tune in tonight and watch that game because we always are going to have plenty to talk about right here on Locked on Royals in the Locked on Podcast Network. Be sure to follow me at J underscore 15 on Twitter and subscribe to all of the places that we are posting this podcast on. That's YouTube, that's Spotify, that's Apple Podcasts, that is Amazon Music, and that is Odyssey. Subscribe everywhere. I'm always going to have you covered with some Royals content. But until then, you take it easy, Kansas City.